Welcome to PPM Simplifies. This is a weekly podcast that will help you have a better understanding on environmental regulations and how they relate to your industry. In each episode, we'll talk with experts across various industries who will share their insights with you. This is PPM Simplifies. On today's podcast, we have a very special guest, another resident expert at PPM, Mr. Jared Satterfield. Jared is an engineer from Louisiana Tech, and his topic today, we've spoken before about remediation on the podcast, but we're going to do go a little deeper, no pun intended. Uh, we're going to talk about mist, mass, and remediation, and there's no one better in our firm to talk about th- than Jared. Jared, how are you today? I'm great, Todd. Thank you for having me. Oh, man, thanks for joining us. I think our listening audience is really going to enjoy this one. And as we get ready to kick off, you can do your best job completing the assessment, being very thorough, trying to understand. But you're, you're we're dealing in the subsurface, and there are things that can occur. Uh, there are areas that just get missed. It doesn't happen all the time, but miss mass, it does happen out there. Exactly, Todd. I mean, you can't see where the system exactly is responding in the subsurface and you may have an area that we're not addressing and you know it can be in the soil or groundwater but it can be in the saturated zone or the vados zone which the saturated zone below the water table the vados zone above the water table in the subsurface that's exactly right so with that set up uh let, let let's get after it so let's start with a basic question let's better define what is mismass so mist mass is really an area of concern of whether it be petroleum, hydrocarbons, or anything else that you're trying to clean up in the subsurface. And it's just an area that's not been addressed by active remediation in an area. How common is mist mass uh, remediation? Is it is it maybe one in 10 sites, one in every 20 sites? What do you think kind of an average might be that you, that you encounter a mist mass, which if you encounter it, it happens what you're going to do is you end up with a little bit longer run on your remediation system, correct? That's correct. I believe one in 10 would probably be a good number on where we find mist mass. And there are a variety of reasons that we can have mist mass at a site. Uh, I want to come to that. Let's, let's, let's go this way too. What are some common causes of mist mass, say, using a vacuum extraction system? So with the vacuum extraction systems, whether it be DPVE, which is the dual phase vacuum extraction, or SVE, soil vapor extraction, you have COCs in the soil in a saturated zone, which, like I say, is below the water table, and you can't really pull air across that area, which is really volatilizing the COCs in that area. You can also have your wells spaced too far apart, and that won't allow for the radius of influence or the corona depression, depending on your remediation technology, to overlap and really remediate the entire area. You kind of go to a donut remediation per se, and you need to be able to overlap those or add more wells in. Soil lithology is also a big um, factor because I mean, we take samples in the area, but you may have some clay lenses or some sands in the area that will change your radius of influences at the same time. And then also the screening depths of your wells. 
Okay. And that, that's, you know, and those things, uh, certainly make sense, uh, how that happens. Uh, and you know, going from vacuum extraction to another common radiation technique, let's say, what are some common causes of mismass, uh, say with an injection system? So with your injection systems, two of your more common is air sparge and ozone sparging. Again, the well spacing horizontally, you'll be able to have the overlapped radius of influences there, which are generally tighter, smaller radius of influence on the injection rather than extraction, but also horizontally because you only have a certain vertically, the vertical extent of each one, you only have a certain area. So you may have to nest whales every 10 feet or so as far as vertically to be able to overcome the area. Soil lithology is also, depending on how tight or, um, your soils are for your radius of influence. And then something else that we have seen is system undersizing. Because with your lithology and your piping runs, undersizing your system, you won't be able to have the radius of influence that you need to remediate the site. And, and so, you know, thinking through, uh, you know, those two examples of remediation technologies it is is a pilot study really key into helping ensure you don't end up with, with some mismatch in the subsurface? So really on the front end is really key on design of the system. So your investigation on the front end is a big part of that where we can see what is in the subsurface. Pilot studies are also a big part of that. That way we can go in and see what the extraction rates are. We can see the radius of influences by taking readings on surrounding whales before we actually install, which sometimes, unfortunately, we're not able to do that. But when we are, definitely use that data to design the system properly. That absolutely makes sense. So I know, I know we, we've, we've hit on this, but I want to kind of backtrack just a hair. If you think about constituents of concern for soil, uh, you can certainly have areas uh, you set a site cleanup standard and you've got areas that are below that site cleanup standard. So they're technically below action levels for the state, but can they still cause issues with your remediation and, and miss mass uh, scenarios? That's a really good question, Todd. The soil that is under the action level for the state, it can still be higher than the water action levels. And so you can have leachating concentrations that go from the soil and cause dissolved concentrations to be above the groundwater standards. And that's something that we've had to learn to pay attention to on designing the systems because later down the road, those can cause large problems on trying to get the site to an NFA. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, redress this too. You know, in my mind, when I think about, you know, mismass of contaminants, I think about maybe missing something in the subsurface. Maybe there's a pocket or a lens, if you will, that just doesn't get picked up with a boring. Um, and that can certainly cause uh, this phenomenon. But uh, if your mediation system isn't designed properly, uh, that can also create this mismass scenario and, and you know, extend your, your run times and cleanups. That's correct. And we've seen both in the history of our systems. And we just have to pay attention to during the investigation and put our borings and delineate properly throughout the site. And that really helps us on the design of the systems. 
and and then and, and that's right. And then also, you know, when you can, uh, anytime you can do some pilot testing, that just helps hedge your bet, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. That's that the information we get from the pilot studies is instrumental in designing our systems. And, and you know, I'm I, I'm gonna go maybe just a little deeper there too. The other thing is once you've got uh, the the plume assessed and you've selected your remediation technology and you very carefully, if you're able to do a pilot study and right size your system or however you're going to install a system, you know, the other key of it to hedge against, protect against extending run times or mismass scenarios uh, is to just really make sure you've got that system optimized, which we've got another podcast on that, but that really plays into it too, doesn't it? It does. And having the systems run properly, that kind of goes back to the undersizing of the system because they will respond the same way if it's not running properly as well. And that, that you know, that always goes back to, if it, uh, you know, think about something that might not be right size for the site or if you don't have effective run times, uh, if you're only running the system 50% of the time because of site circumstances, that can also extend the um, site cleanup. That's correct. And we have telemetry and work with our system vendors to have this telemetry to where we can monitor the systems on our computer in the office. So we have technicians every other week going out, but we can monitor it in between then to know if we need to send someone in the meantime to go and evaluate the system so we don't have a large amount of downtime. So I'm taking down some trails and tangents. Let, let's maybe center back up. We've touched on a few of these, but let's let's you know go over them again. What what are some hacks, trips, if uh, tricks, if you will? How can you avoid and address if you find yourself yourself in a mismass scenario? What are some things you can do to to avoid that? So one of the biggest mismass that we found with DPVE systems is we're not able to draw the water table down low enough to expose the soil that has higher concentrations. So if you find that the DPV isn't pulling the water table down, we can add some submersible pumps. And this really allows us, most of the time, there's always some conditions that won't, but draw the, the table on down and we can move air across that soil. Also, sometimes if the screening of the wells wasn't correct, upon the first implementation of the remediation system, we can add some shallow SVE wells in some areas if we do have some shallow mass that's causing some problems as well. Something else that we've done, it's kind of a a polishing slash continued remediation is taking ozone and or air sparging, and you can actually address the mass below the water table without lowering the water table. And so Saturated zones used to be notorious for DPVE systems to not be able to have longer run times and not be able to clean up that mass below. But now the ozone really does a good job of remediating that in the saturated zones. You know, Jared, one of the complications you can have, and, and, you know, God forbid this, but you've got a site, and let's just say it's a manufacturer and they've had a subsurface release. As you go in there and assess it and begin remediation, if they continue continue to have subsurface releases, uh, that also creates some challenges, doesn't it? 
It does. And we've seen that a few times, unfortunately, and we definitely don't like to see that, but unfortunately that's part of it. And so with continuous groundwater sampling and continuous soil sampling, which that shows us what's at the site. So when we go in and evaluate the data, if we have an increase over a couple of sampling periods, we know there's something that we need to go evaluate to make sure that either the system's running correctly or there may be other problems at the site. Fantastic. Well, Jared, this has been a real treat. And thanks again for taking time to visit with us on PPM Simplifies. Uh, to our listening audience out there, if you'd like to discuss this topic or any other environmental topics in, in you know, a little further, uh, the best way to reach out to us is go to our website, uh, www.ppmco.com. Uh, there's a contact us uh, pay uh, uh, link. Hit that, and you can email uh, myself and or Jared, uh, or Jared and or me, uh, however you want to do it. But we'll be really happy to visit with you, so don't hesitate uh, to use that resource. Jared, any last thoughts for our listening audience? No, just if you have any problems or questions for remediation, reach out to us. Be happy to look at anything you have. Jared, fantastic man. Thanks again. Uh, it's always a treat to have you on, on, the, on the podcast. Uh, I know our listening audience enjoy this. So don't hesitate to reach out to us if you'd like to discuss this further. And until next time, this is PPM Simplifies. Thank you for finding our podcast. For more information, be sure to visit our website at ppmco.com. To stay updated on new episodes, feel free to subscribe to PPM Simplifies on your podcast app of choice. Until next time, this is PPM Simplifies.